Hey, what's up, guys? My name's Caitlin Anderson, and my group has been assigned relational dialectics. Um, Upon researching this topic, I found a great article by Valerie Lynn Schrader, who is an associate professor of communication arts and science at Penn State. This article gives an amazing example that helped me better understand what relational dialectics were and how often they were used in everyone's lives. Every relationship or friendship has a string of relational dialectics that steer friendships and relationships different ways. These can be good ways or bad ways, and I've learned that it's all dependent on our understanding and humility of what relational dialectics actually are. So the example that is given, um, it's a little cheesy, but it's tension through stretchy string. So for this example, you get three pieces of string that are all about a yard long, and each one is a different color. So you're going to need a partnership, so like two people, and you're going to tie each string to the wrist and ankle of the partners, which will pretty much just tie them together. These strings are going to indicate that they are technically in a relationship or a friendship, either one. You're going to have them stand about a yard away from each other so that you can feel the tension within the stretchy string. Each colored string represents a different tension that can rise in a relationship or friendship. Red could be connection or autonomy. Blue could be like routine or novelty. And green could be openness or privacy. Once you've gotten this far, you're going to state a scenario, such as a partner in a relationship decides they want to have more privacy. These scenarios can vary from all different types of relational dialectics. Autonomy, connections, openness, closeness, novelty, and predictability are just the tip of the iceberg in relational dialectics. Connections could be sharing your actions and decisions with a loved one or having a relationship with someone or something. Openness could be sharing ideas and feelings with others or just being accessible. Closeness could be your desire to maintain your own privacy or to set limits that will not be passed. Novelty could be desire in being new, original, or unusual in your own or partner's relationship. And predictability could be your desire for consistency, reliability, and dependability. Depending on the way the two partners agree or disagree, the partners will either push the strings together to lessen the tension, or they will pull farther apart, which will strengthen the tension. After you've done this example, or this lesson, I guess, there's a couple questions that you could ask. First, like, how did it feel when your partner wanted more privacy when you were happy with the way things were? Did you find any of the scenarios uncomfortable to adjust with tension? Or how could you tell when your partner wanted to change in the relationship? Honestly, these were merely three of many tensions that exist in every relationship in our lives. Every relationship has tension. This activity that was performed allowed for the students to clearly see how a complex theoretical concept works through a concrete example. Oh man, it looks like we got a caller coming in today. Hey, what's up? What's your name? Hey, I'm Cammy. What's up, Cammy? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm pretty well. So, do you think that like you yourself like have a pretty good understanding of what relational dialectics are? You know, I'm going to be completely honest. I have never heard of relational dialectics before. Yeah, I'm right there with you. But um, it really made more sense when you were explaining the string analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. But uh, if you could share a personal experience, I think I would get more depth meaning of what it is. Yeah, of course. I've got one. 
Um, so, like, I've experienced relational dialectics my entire life, just through friendships and relationships with family and friends, and I've never really noticed it until I've, like, researched this, and okay. honestly, it's not an easy concept. Yeah. I've had, like, a past friendship that kind of fell apart because, I guess, I don't know, kind of dramatic, but honestly, we just didn't really communicate with each other very well. Okay. And I feel like communication is a key factor in friendships because of, you know, reassurance, like, just other things like that. And so me and my friend, we'll just call her Cammy. We'll call All her right, Cammy okay, just okay, for yeah. fun. Keep yeah. So say me and Cammy were super tight, like the beginning of our senior year together. And we played a sport together and it was a good time. And we just kind of like we communicated and we would hang out every once in a while. But it was never like how it was, I guess, our junior year. We could say that. And I think it was because, like, we were both kind of getting stressed out with deciding what we wanted to do, like, with the rest of our lives. Because we had to decide what college to go to. I had to decide if I wanted to play college basketball or not. That was a big factor of my life. And um, honestly, the communication wasn't there. And I just think I realized that she became, or I guess you became, Mm -hmm. a lot more closed off. Like, you just wanted to maintain your own privacy, and you set, like, a lot of limits for me. And I didn't know how to deal with that. (laughs) You could say that our red string was very tense. It was about to break. And um, I think that I just had to come to the realization that, like, friendships are going to be like that and your string isn't going to be loose all the time like it's going to be tense and that's totally okay but it's also really important to realize that that is happening and that's occurring because at first I was really confused I was scared because I didn't want to like lose our friendship but I was also not being like treated I guess or just getting enough reassurance and so like I said, that red string was just really tight, and um, I just came to the realization that it's okay to have those certain aspects in friendships, and yeah. um, I don't know. To this day, like, we're still pretty good friends. Like, um, I call her up all, all the time. Like, we haven't hung out a ton because I'm in college, but, you know, mm-hmm. I think that it was just a really good experience for me because... I came to understand what, like, what part of our friendship was bugging us and how we could have fixed it and how we did fix it. And I don't know, just learning about this topic and gaining a better understanding of what relational dialectics actually are have helped me understand, like, how relationships and friendships can really flourish or, I guess, go downhill. But, you know, did that help at all? Yeah, no, that that totally did. It it makes me think of... You know, friendships, like, I've had, like, you where it didn't go very well, but I've also had friendships where it did because the relational dialectics was even, there was a good balance, and yep. so I really think that it really makes sense. That was a good example. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's really important to just honestly know what they are, and I, before researching this topic and doing this project, I really had no idea what a relational dialectic was, <laughs> and I couldn't even say it, but, you know... After doing this topic and, like, researching and reading and, like, thinking of my personal examples, it's just a key factor in all of our lives. And I don't know, man. It's just, it's really good. (laughs)